Hi everyone, this is Sharon and you're listening to Cinema Red Pill, a movie podcast, if you don't know. Uh, and to, on today's episode, we're going to talk about a an African um, filmmaker called Cedric Ido. And to help me appreciate this filmmaker, I have Timothy. <laughs> Timothy, Joel, Nick, who's also a repeat guest here yes yes and a new guy have mark <laughs> yeah so we there's two movies of his uh hasaki asuda and twaga we're going to discuss those movies uh let me have timothy first talk about the film mm. okay uh the first cedric Ido film we're going to talk about is uh, hasaki asuda which was released in 2011 uh is a samurai style film which Follows these follows Africans who who live in this post-apocalyptic world. Most of them left the continent and moved up north to Europe and all those other countries where they engage in these battles for land. Yeah. So the characters, the three main characters are Shanduru, who is played by the director himself, Cedric Ido. Mm-hmm. Then there's Urubemba and Kapkaru. The story which takes place in a post-apocalyptic world uh, involves samurais who usually fight to the death for land which is now a scarce resource. Uh, One of the interesting things about this movie is the use of uh, CGI which I feel added to the whole magic realism it was trying to tackle in this thing because usually when we see things like magic employed in African films, usually it's juju and all that mm-hmm. but now they were just showing it like this sort of force that these fighters have mm-hmm. and that was a different take on it compared to like other African films uh, another thing about this was in the beginning there's use of animation I don't know if it's animation or it's just sketches because there's a, there's a prelude where the they basically they Try tell us a bit of the story and what happened before, and this is done using uh, the sketches, and I thought that was also very impressive. It's like using these wow. different forms of storytelling in, into one, yeah. sort of give us this experience. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, that I was impressed about this movie is that I could tell uh, the director's influences, <coughs> because there were some scenes that I saw. I could tell he has watched the films of Kurosawa and Sergio Leone in a way. Because I saw the fighting scenes were framed in these wide shots, which is not uncommon in Kurosawa films. Another thing was, uh, again, the staging. For example, there's this scene where they're about the three of them stand, and I think that's like a direct reference to, I think, it's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, that final scene where the, the guy with no name and his other two characters stand, and the whole fight is kind of staged in that same, the same setting. Okay, Joel, what were your thoughts on the film? Uh, when the film started, that opening animation uh, montage, I wasn't really sucked in. It was pretty, I found it a bit derivative. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool, yeah, post-apocalypse, let's get to the story and everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could have done without watching that entire, yes, I do. I feel like we could have just opened with like the scene where this dude is like, chasing down this other mysterious dude and there's a kid and this samurai are facing off in, inside this enclosed environment that would have been enough for me i think and i think he could have walked in 
the whole idea of like uh, fighting for land and all this stuff into the dialogue. I don't feel he needed to try and blow it up and make it as epic as what when it wasn't it was more low key once we got into the story. Um I really dug the fights. That was the strongest part uh, for me. I love the shots on the feet especially. My favorite shot was just that scene where they're like locked in and like pushing each other back and forth and the wind is blowing. That's very Kurosawa shit. I really liked it. I love how lonely it felt. I love that all the scenes took place in basically one location. And it keeps flipping back and forth. I want the plot <laughs> interesting. And yes, it did get a little self-indulgent, I felt. Some of the CGI I have like air swords and shit which is it's fine, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but I found the voodoo also very interesting, and I'm glad they didn't explain it. It made it scary and scary. mysterious, and so I think this was a very strong film as far as uh, the usual African films that I've seen. This is a very fucking strong film. This is a guy that absolutely knows what he's doing, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him borrowing that heavily from like. Japanese culture. I wish he had sort of taken some elements and created his own kind of thing. You know, like how okay, I use the example of Afro Samurai, which is okay. It basically takes place in Japan, but it adds its own Nubian sort of feel to the whole samurai world. So I wish he took more chances with that, other than giving them the exact traditional garb the katanas he didn't really yeah he didn't really like go as far as i think he could have gone with the idea but otherwise beautifully short i even like the music in mind it he's a fantastic filmmaker yeah nick let's hear from you yeah i'm nick <laughs> niklaus all right i have uh, three things to say about uh, this movie first of all it's amazing that um, an african director is getting to do a uh, <laughs> this kind of pulpy genre, I like that. It's mm -hmm. it's fantastic. You know, most African directors traditionally go for a similar type of thing, grounded, slow paced. My God, I mean, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I, it's great and everything, but this was fantastic. You had samurais in it. You had voodoo, and uh, and the animation from the exposition at the beginning. Yeah, it's uh, it's daring. It's bold. I like it. Second thing I want to say, I like what he did with the linguistics because it's like a blend of what is that, Yoruba? Lingala. Lingala and Japanese because yeah. they kept throwing in a couple of Japanese phrases in there, Junenmai, and then he speaks that Yoruba mm. stuff. And they seem linguistically similar, so it makes sense to blend those two cultures. They married very well, sometimes better than others. Like, okay, you're going to do some voodoo and then you're using uh, Japanese insignias. It was great, I like that too. Third thing, for a movie that leaned so heavily on uh, the fight choreography, mm -hmm. I felt like it wasn't done very well. <laughs> because the majority of the movie is a fight. Fantastic. I like that. I like a movie that's mostly a fight. I've said that many times. But uh, the fight choreography could have been uh, sure, a little more, I don't know, professionally. Perhaps it's because of the actors weren't properly trained um, fight choreographers, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I know one of them is the director, so he's definitely not a trained fighter, but the other two, I'm not so sure. <laughs> well, I could be wrong, I could be a jiu-jitsu master yeah. for all I know, but... One of them is actually his brother, he's like an African actor, I, don't, I haven't seen his stuff, but he's, it was his brother, it was his a bit brother. of a family affair with this. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> and like Tish mentioned, at the end, uh, with the whole uh, triple standoff uh, from uh, 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I like that, except that it it was a little awkward and stilted. They kept resurrecting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, maybe one too many times. But it's a pulpy thing. It's supposed to be ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, again, back to my point. It's a pulpy, samurai-inspired fiction-like thing. I don't think he needed to add to it a heavy theme of land grabbing. I mean, they they don't go together. Yeah. You don't make a movie like Pulp Fiction and then say it's about I don't know matricide. Christ, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a stupid movie. Let it be stupid. Anyway, I liked it, um, and I'm. Really like this guy's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark. Alright. So, uh, first things, what I liked about it resource, alright? The resource he used in this, it's one location, about a total of how many? Three actors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Three main, then I think like two, three, yeah. four others. Yeah, mm-hmm. about four actors. Yeah. So that is, he did a lot with very little. I like that about it, alright? Uh, I'm not so crazy about the VFX though. Also, I am, and even the samurai swords. I think I need to know more about. It's about land, right? Yeah. But I don't, <laughs> I don't really see that. So if it's an allegory on land grabbing, I need to understand the symbolism for all these characters and what they are doing, like yeah. with all the magic and all that, yeah. and understand a bit more about maybe some of his casting decisions, like why he cast the Asian guy. I don't know how that... Yeah. Why he cast, he was a friend. I don't know why he cast <laughs> him. Because I can't imagine Asian actors are that easy to come by in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not sure why he cast him. Uh, the linguistics also, I like that. It's, it's almost Japanese. And it, it fits in with what she was doing. Right? So they're not speaking Japanese, but it fits in. It works. That opening sequence with mm-hmm. the animation mm-hmm. that was that was beautiful it's yeah. it's not something unseen before mm-hmm. it is something new in african cinema but not something unseen before mm-hmm. all right but he did it very well i like the way it, it turned out uh i would have liked it if he'd used a bit more color because i can see it's because mm-hmm. yeah personally mm-hmm. when i do work like when i do yeah when you do animation work you since the colors don't come preset, like when you're recording with video, you have to pick the colors yourself. Mm-hmm. He has a very safe color palette, so it's almost all monochromatic. It's like shades of brown and gray, the whole thing. I don't see any... Yeah, yeah it doesn't really step out. You aren't seeing very... The whole thing, I don't see blue even if... A lot of it is almost around the edge of... Actually, around blue, brown... Greenish. Yeah, greenish. Yeah, but you watch the whole thing, I'm not going to see any exuberant, any loud colors, so... He, he played itself with the color palette. Would have been nice to see a bit more yeah, color like, in there. Yeah, I could just say, because uh, there's a lot of slashing going on, and you don't really see those splashes of red, of, that, you of did, red that you would expect, that you would expect yeah, when yeah, someone gets movie. cut, right? Yeah. yeah, I would have liked to understand the symbolism a bit more, because yeah. honestly, the land thing, yeah. I don't... And, and totally with Nick, the fight choreography, not the worst I've seen in a movie, but... It wasn't Again, good. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't. I, I wasn't, can't call it yeah. amazing. Wasn't yeah, it's, Kurosawa. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, yeah, the samurai is fighting. I, I, I imagine. More. Yeah. About the fights while we're on it, mm. the props, 
Not great. Like uh, the swords. The swords didn't Maybe look. that's why yeah. they elected to make them invisible. Yeah. Because, yeah. because they became invisible and then they didn't seem to have any special added ability. Like yeah. they became invisible and then they're just still swords. swords. Right? <laughs> but uh, I figured, okay, now it's invisible. Maybe it can pass through things. Yeah. It can pass through things. Yeah. It's just still a sword. sword. I think they did that because they looked kind of, you know, no. Plastic? Yes, <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> aluminum oil for a while. But it worked. I, I, um, it worked because generally the movie was supposed to be like this, I expected. But the thing I love the most about this was the resource. Yeah. yeah. This the resource you put into this. A lot yeah, it is actually attainable resource. It's yeah. not it's not it did not seem like he put Yeah, you got a filmmaker should probably yeah. pick a leaf. Other filmmakers should pick a leaf from Yeah, it was good yeah. work at with very minimal resource spent. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing, talk, it did a lot with Another thing I would ask, do you think this kind of film is, do you think audiences would be welcome this film more than, say, the more cliche, conventional type of storytelling that... Absolutely. Do you think Especially in an African context, yeah. I think this kind of thing sells a lot more than, yeah, say, uh, another thing story. about, yeah, this melodrama, yeah. this kid coming I, from the slum and he's becoming yeah. great. I mean, it's it's touching, it's touching, yeah. but come but this on. Has, yeah, this, has, this has action. You, <laughs> this don't has have have, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to have a lot of, you don't have to really rethink, think through it a lot to enjoy yeah. action. It's, it has a lot of action, which is very good. And what about, uh, like, what if, uh, say, instead of using the, okay, the samurai thing apart, what if this thing was like about archers or something? Because you know, spears and arrows are a bit of yeah. a very well, African thing. Do you think it would work better or it would diminish? Well, about the that, movie? I've seen a movie. I'm not sure if you you guys have seen it. Uh, Yelen. Yeah, Yelen. Yelen. It was very Western-like. Yeah. It's a dad pursuing his child mm. and they're at odds and stuff yeah. like that. Except it wasn't samurais, but it was more witch do- witchcraft. witchcraft yeah. And in the context, I think it worked. I mean, there wasn't even that much action in it. Yeah. It was just the final standoff and a couple of other scenes. But it can work. Yeah. I think it, it just depends on uh, well, the, the directors. Skills, on the yeah. director's skills. His choices. Yeah. Okay, my thoughts on the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was, okay. Like Mark said, I really like the beginning uh, graphical thing they did with the animation and all. I liked it a lot to the extent that when the live action came on, I was actually sad that that happened. It was so good to me that I actually preferred it to the live action that happened afterwards, considering it begins with a child watching his father die, which is a trope I think we've seen a lot of times. I was like, okay, I know where this is going. It always goes where you know it's, it's going to go. Yes, it's going to become a vengeance story. So it actually goes there as a virgin story and then i was excited about the whole dystopian thing i'm like oh my god we're going to see a dystopian society and everything i thought they would have the whole big set you know you see the you know how you're in a like children of men you look at the whole society and you will see it's the end of the world for them they give you this picture that this is what it's like and that's what i read for me like because this is what it's like they're fighting each other to get a place in that dystopian world mm-hmm. which Yes, they fought, they fought, like they've talked about the fight choreography a lot, but I didn't feel that dystopian thing at all and it was bugging me the whole time because he hyped me up for it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, this is an appreciation of that guy. This was a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good movie. I would watch this any day over the melodramatic stuff we get yeah. every single day we don't have to see a girl being betrayed by a guy i know oh, my oh, god being sold off or some oh, she's bad stuff. married couple with an affair and 
come on <laughs> we don't have to have that over and over again i would kill for this any day anytime i really like the film so yeah that's all i have to say um so timothy let's mm-hmm. move on to the next film which is twaga yeah uh, yeah give us ground back on that film okay, uh, twaga uh, film by cedric again uh, was released 2013 and i think i'll just start with like the prologue before the movie and the prologue reads uh 1983 upper volta a coup brings a coup brings captain thomas sankara to power at barely 33 he sets out to save the country's economy and rid it of western imperialism thomas sankara renames the country burkina faso land of the upright people rien ne pourra empêcher le peuple de rendre son verdict parce que le peuple voltaïque devenu désormais maître de sa destinée de rendre sa justice est-ce que c'est vrai que tout le monde peut être de super de spiderman Ça, ça, ça dépend de leur motivation. Ça, ça veut dire quoi Motivation, ça veut dire raison pour laquelle les super-héros se battent. Yeah, now I'm seeing as again this short film is set in 1987, whereby of course compared to like the Hollywood pictures, they didn't I think put enough effort in recreating that time. But the thing I praise him for was that he tried to at least pull out like everything that probably looks modern because I didn't see anything it looks like 2013 in that movie it looks <laughs> a bit like an older time an old african time yeah, and I feel this movie is just basically I don't know if Zara Paul agree with me but I feel like it's just kind of like a metaphor for Thomas Sankara Thomas Sankara's struggle to like save his country from imperialism concerning the whole journey that this young boy takes on wanting to be the superhero and save his brother from whatever is happening here yeah, so i don't know what do you guys think about what what do you guys think about the shot uh, yeah I, i read the thomas sankara prologue but i sort of just forgot about it once the film started mm-hmm. um i connected with the film on a more primal level like watching this nerdy little kid that wanted to be a superhero that that's that that really took me down memory lane just watching him like run around like in a cape pretending to hit like bad guys yeah. once he gets like the costume on i remember doing shit like that yeah. <laughs> so i loved i loved that 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 naivety of a child that hopefulness that optimism the wanting to be strong the power yeah. fantasy that's why we like like superman yeah. and people like that and i also like the loki stuff that was happening in the background like his brother mm-hmm. i did not see them going down that road that yeah. was going to be a thug and i guess that connects to like the political situation yeah. at that time yeah. but i don't know i don't know much about that right now mm. but i thought that was quaint and tragic especially with how it ends which i won't spoil but yeah i really loved every bit of this movie it was much stronger for me than what's Hasaki Yasuda and Hasaki Yasuda <laughs> yeah, yeah this was this was a great movie and I also have to speak about the the visual effects were brilliant the shit they did with uh, was it cell shading mm-hmm. I fucking yeah I fucking love that when it's like flying and these yeah. vertical lines and shit like right out of a comic strip yeah. this was very very well done yeah. great production value Nick? Yeah, well, I love this movie. I think everyone should see it. It um it was touching and uh, was what I liked the most about it because majority of the movie is actually this is uh how natural 
the dialogue seemed. Yeah, yeah. Like it seemed like these were just normal people. I, when mm-hmm. the, when when this kid comes home and he's been away for a long time and his mother is pissed at him and his mother is calling him, it was like I was being scolded. Yeah. Her acting there <laughs> yeah, was by the very top notch. Yeah, it, I felt like this she is exactly what. Like yeah, she, she did a very good yeah. job. I'm not sure what the lady's name is, but yeah, she did a great job with that. And the dad comes home and he's like, "Woman, please give me give me some rest." Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, the the sage comic book guy, that's like something out of Watchmen, but still, it plays. It, it worked. <laughs> it was very it was very nice. I liked how natural all these people seemed. I felt like I was there. As far as, uh, I don't know, the set decor goes to tr- illustrate that it's 1980, if they hadn't put the, the, the little title card mm. that it's 1980, so, I wouldn't have guessed that it's mm. 1980. Mm. Mm. But, but, uh, but you know, Africa really changes. Yeah. So, yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. the, only, the only difference between <laughs> then and now is probably a couple of iPhones. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably a couple of iPhones. So, it, it didn't bother that much. It was a very, it was very authentic. That's what I liked the most about it, as opposed to the last movie we di- we discussed her yeah. Asaki Yasuda. <laughs> this was more. Uh, it's funny because now I feel like I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> I said that I want to see more of this um, pulpy noir thing, yeah. like Asaki Yasuda, yeah. and here I am preferring the melodrama. <laughs> anyway, the guy was he did a great job with this, and uh, like Joel mentioned, the comic book cut scenes were amazing. I yeah. I have nothing bad to say about this movie at all. Mark, all right. throw it down. So, with this one, he got better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was already pretty good. Like, now he, he definitely got a lot better, right? So, the color. He definitely used color with this one, especially like when they get to his house, and then he has this triadic color scheme with yellow, blue, and red, all three. And it, it looks brilliant, right? So he does this thing with color when they have the... When the old man and the wife are doing dial- uh, having their dialogue outside the house, mm-hmm. that camera angle is also brilliant. Where he puts that frame within the frame, so you can have you have the mother outside when they shoot from they have this they shoot from inside the house. You can see the mother framed within the window mm-hmm. having her dialogue. Then they shoot from outside. You have the father mm-hmm. have his dialogue framed within the window. That was cool. beautiful. But, I feel, I feel that shot was. Did you notice uh, some continuity thing where? The curtain was there in some shots and it was not there. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't yeah. seen that. But that for me, that device I thought was yeah. was brilliant. Okay, so the composition, I really like that. The comic strips, mm. those rotoscoped comic strips yeah. where they have the action heroes yeah. moving and all that. Those those look those look very beautiful. I like the way that worked. Also, it was set in the nineteen eighties, like. Nicholas said, with the, without that caption, yeah. right, I wouldn't have told it in the 1980s. But again, like Noamanya uh, said, like Timothy said, uh, it was nice. It was nice for it was nice that he did not he did not allow anything from this yeah. century, not even from yeah, that yeah. decade, from this century, yeah. to feature within the shots. Yeah. Yeah. So he had this very he had these sets that were very well organized he did not that was not those are oversights at least even with, with the curtain thing yeah. at least that's one oversight he did not allow to happen yeah. so there are no modern phones nothing <laughs> that, no cars from this yeah. time from this era within that show that end that i did not see coming was also brilliant because mm-hmm. you know I, it starts out where i see i almost guess i thought i knew where it was going I'm watching it thinking this is a superhero anthology, right? Mm. It's the backstory of a superhero. It's mm. quintessentially maybe kick ass. 
Yeah. Right? So I, I, that's where I see it going. And then he stuns us with this unexpected ending. Yeah. I also won't spoil it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also won't spoil it. the ending. So you'll just have to go out and watch that. Uh, the mother. That argument. She didn't even put down this that clothes she's washing mm-hmm. she's washing and it's still like a prop when she's acting with it. She's even spilling water on yeah, him and everything. That. that was brilliant. Yeah. That was so natural. It looked it looked it looked beautiful. She didn't even drop the cloth first and go and scold him with her hands. Mm-hmm. She's still holding that same piece of cloth yeah, and splashing water on him while she's scolding him. If it was planned. Cedric, that was brilliant. <laughs> if it was if it was just Tandem, it was not expected. She was brilliant. <laughs> she was brilliant because yeah. it it came out really well. Her bit was very very nice. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Of course, I prefer this to Hasaki Yasuda way Indeed. way way more. Uh, yeah. The story. Another. The only thing which I'll start with a bit of criticism is he always brings this big story. Yet that big story doesn't help the film at all. Just like in Hasaki Asuda, he brought the whole apocalypse thing. Here he brought the whole political thing. Mm. There was something really political happening, yeah, yeah. which I don't even remember. But the, the core story of the lead characters, the, com- of the comic book nerd per se, was way more intriguing and way better throughout the film. Than the backdrop, yeah. Oh, cool, mm. yes. And, the, and then at the end, he tries to bring it back and you're so over it. You're just yeah. happy. You've seen this boy's life go that way, like... Screw whatever was happening in Sierra Leone. Yeah. Is that where it says? Yeah, Burkina Faso. His main thing became yeah. the backdrop. Yeah. It, was such a it, backdrop. Back, it just became like, a backdrop. It was not a boy. At all. Screw whatever was happening. It was so cool. I liked his big brother thing. I liked how it worked with his big brothers teasing him. That was cute. And mm. that he had this whole teasing thing so it comes up as the superhero which we get in all, almost yeah. all superheroes There's yeah. this, this antagonist who's all up on you who makes you come out as the superhero overall it was super cool one thing I want to say although I may cut it out is a dick shot opening sequence that's a committed actor right there yeah. a committed <laughs> African actor right there Just like okay we're gonna have your dick out and this guy's gonna rub you oh, and, uh, yeah. don't get hurt yeah. and it was it's so played out so well it's not yeah. funny you will see it, it doesn't it's, even it's, it's not even in your face it's, it's like face it's just there it's a dick <laughs> I was in shock. The next thing you know, the whole story is about the kid, but it's so cute, very kickass. It really yeah. reminded me of kickass. Mm-hmm. Super cool, great. Hope we get more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. wow, that end. <laughs> okay, I've got a bad thing to say about Let's this. Let's go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I just remember I said I had nothing negative to say about this because it's amazing. I think everyone has expressed how much we love it. But the one thing I hated with this, I didn't hate, just bugged me, was the score. It was very oh. unsuitable <laughs> for the movie, I thought. I mean, they like uh, at the beginning, oh, the opening sequence involves, like uh, I don't know if it's a witch doctor or a sage, mm. baptizing uh, this kid's older brother in holy water mm. and telling him the gods have blessed your hair, they've blessed your arms. It's a very primal, very, yeah. Majimaj. And what's playing in the background? Freaking EDM. I mean, electronic <laughs> dance music to this? Damn, damn, play. Yeah. And then uh, you have the kid looking through. Sometimes it's okay, but when it's okay, it's just this African generic stuff, you know, dun, 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 that type of thing. It's forgettable. <laughs> I feel like if if it had a, have taken a more, more risk. Part, yeah, like a more risky risk. score, mm-hmm. it would have really sunk in, especially that ending. Yeah. yeah. I also just wanted to ask, like, what you guys think? As in, what's his name again? Cedric Ido. Ido. 
Um, do you think this is a kind of guy whose movies you have to watch like more than twice? Because like yeah, like you said, he always has that deeper meaning. He sort of sets up at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. I'll commend him at least that the movies work on a primal level. Because for a lot of filmmakers, mm. they start out with that deep meaning yeah. and completely fail yeah, to show either yeah, that yeah. or connect on like a human level with like the characters or anything. I, I feel like what his intent was. Yeah. A, a, cheat code for him would have been to first shoot the movie yeah and then release all that stuff all that other stuff yeah about Sankara I mean if they had taken a look at it you'd have seen that it was probably very very little about Sankara the most I can get from it about Sankara is that picture on the wall yeah. Wow. A, in one really? of the shots, yeah, in really? one of the shots, I don't think. Ah, that's that's so no, because like I think Sankara, like, yeah, yeah, Sankara mm-hmm. was like was... a very young leader, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like, they're showing this kid who's trying to become the superhero and yeah. sort of save his brother or something of the sort. I yeah, because like, thinking about this it, young you know, naive person is kind of like I think repre- represents Sankara in a way, the way he came with his ideals. So I feel though it takes the backseat to the actual story. Yeah, but I feel it's like necessary in like kind of creating this whole atmosphere and it adds weight I think to the film, like besides the emotional stuff. I think it also has this historical context to it. It would have been like, nice for me to see that even without having read that. Yeah. Right? Having to re- having read any yeah, mm. any information about the movie prior to I should have been able to see it in the movie. I think yeah, but it was there because even the comic book parts they keep repeating these speeches they actually yeah, made by Sankara yeah. yeah no but yeah, no like, they, they, yeah. no like the, the thing the is the characters yeah. lips were mouthing yeah. the words of yeah uh, Sa- yeah it's exactly what yeah. so I feel like it was it's in a way intertwined like yeah obviously there's the whole visual splendor of the movie and all that but again it's sort of tied but into this whole mythology what do you this whole story of Bokena I think um, okay. No, because even at the end, it ends with a speech of some kind. Yeah. I think the so allegory. He <laughs> was going for an so allegorical, yeah. allegorical, you know, yeah. between the child and yeah, Sankara. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They married very yeah, well very at well. the end. Yes, at the end. Yeah. At the end, it married very well. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, when spoiler alert yeah. happened, yeah. and, and <laughs> the comic, the comic yeah. book cut, right? Mm. Yeah. And he's ascending, and then they're playing the Sankara thing. Mm. There it worked. Yeah. Midway though. Talking to a comic book guy buying on the street, and there's a Sankara speech in the background mm. for God knows why. Mm. Not so much. It, who cares? Um, mm. Do you have something else to say, like a closing remark about uh, the dude? Not really. Okay, I read recently that he's. You know that this talent compass things that go around uh, focus features. So I read that he was one of the five people, like African filmmakers, who selected to make a feature film. I'm not sure if he's selected to actually, like, expand on Twaga always doing something else but I'm looking forward to his work I really want to see what he's going to I feel he's like a kind of like a new age African filmmaker by the time he's trying to integrate comics and animation to this stuff I think he's he's not from a bit he's, he's, not, from, he's not like the old school guys mm. so I, I'm, I was impressed by his work so I'm looking forward to see what he does next okay this has been a Cedric Ido appreciation Cedric Ido mm-hmm. appreciation mm-hmm. episode <laughs> I'm Sharon, you're listening to Cinema, Cinema Red Pill. I've been with Timothy, Joel, Niklaus. Nick, <laughs> Nick and Mark. Thanks for coming, Mark. You have to come back. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, email me at Sharon at cinemaredpill.com if you have any, if you agree or disagree with our views or have anything to say, any feedback. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.
guy who I, I, li- I like in Stranger Things, Spike Jones. Mm. Yeah. You've seen Spike his, Jones. Have you seen his adaptation of uh, Where, Where the Wild Things? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, Where the Wild Things? But the one who would tell us that name. Yeah. And you know what my favorite film? So good. Because the guy took the exact plot of Edgar short children's book. Plot was the same. Yeah? Mm, yeah. He just made it movie long, oh, and he told it in a way that now it becomes sad. Like you're watching this, you it's the exact it's same brilliant. story. You have it. I was following. Following. They always compare his first film before Memento. They always compare them oh. like for the. I haven't watched following. I, I thought Memento was no one's first no. movie. No, following was his first. I blundered with that shit in public. It was his first and Memento comes next. But then watch following. Then watch had eight. Like they have that whole noir feel and they're. Babadook. I'm still afraid to watch it. The Exorcist. The yeah. Baba, for me, the Babadook, I watched it. Yeah. I don't like Childish Gambino's like, jumps. Even in yeah. Awaken My Love? No, 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 no